to catastrophic ramblings. We're writing history, romance, and fantasy collide. I'm your host, Katerina Novellere, and I'll be your authorly guide into a variety of topics ranging from myth and legend to the exotic places and times my horsemen ride. Welcome back to February's episode of Catastrophic Ramblings. It's the month of love. Valentine's Day is coming up. A National Crepe Day was just last week. Both had me thinking of romantic breakfasts in bed. One of the most sensual romantic breakfasts I think one can prepare is the simple blackberry crepe. A man that makes these for me will own my heart forever. Or maybe if he makes some fresh summer peach crepes. The blackberry, getting back to our initial fruit of topic, is often overshadowed by its brightly red-colored peer, the strawberry, on romantic holidays. Frankly, I think the strawberry is seriously overrated. Not enough people give the blackberry the credit it deserves. And that really is such a travesty. One should not underestimate the ability of the blackberry to add sweet flavors to a variety of desserts and dishes. It is equally delicious with chocolate, not to mention some people believe it's as potent an aphrodisiac as dark chocolate is alleged to be. Several websites and one book state that 10th century Arab physicians described blackberries for assistance in the bedroom. In full disclosure, I haven't located the sources that actually say that yet, other than what I've read online. I've added a few new items to my reading list that include medical texts from medieval Arab and Islamic doctors, but I haven't been able to read them yet. I'm curious to see if this is fact or some type of myth that is randomly repeated because one person said it once a long time ago. But, interestingly enough, I did find modern-day studies that support eating blackberries can assist gentlemen with erectile dysfunction. Blackberries and blackberry tea were also frequently prescribed in the past for GI issues and gum health. For those of you that loathe Valentine's Day, the blackberry crepe, I would argue, is also the perfect fruity breakfast for that dreaded day of romance. Doing my research into the humble blackberry, there is plenty of myth associated with Lucifer, ill fate, and the little black fruit. The legend of Lucifer cursing the blackberry and making it the purpley, blackish color that it is today has to be my favorite fruit-related myth. It is said that when Michael tossed Lucifer out of heaven, the devil tumbled into hell and his fall was broken by a thorny blackberry bush. Upset that a plant had the audacity to stab the lord of all that is evil in the ass, the poor blackberry bush endured Lucifer's wrath. Not only did the devil curse it to be forever ugly, 
He supposedly spat and peed on it. Some versions of the tale say he also scorched the bush to add further insult to injury. Talk about a diva tantrum. Lucifer was definitely not at his best that day. I searched the internet for artwork of the devil fighting with a blackberry bush. So I thought, what a great visual. Unfortunately, no medieval artist appears to have captured this legendary moment in any sort of sketch or painting for us. Lucifer's curse is why folks in Britain and Ireland celebrate Michaelmas with blackberry pie. And in the Middle Ages, they believed one should never, ever, under any circumstance, eat blackberries after September 29th. Additionally, those of Celtic descent believe that fairies consume blackberries. And woe on the one who doesn't leave the first fruits of the season on those blackberry vines to the fae. In When the Moon Bleeds, Dante brings Grace wild blackberry crepes for breakfast to make up for upsetting her the day before. While she enjoys the delicious breakfast, the crepes and blackberry filling unfortunately end up becoming the weapon of choice in a clash with another character. Now, I don't want to spoil the scene, so I won't elaborate on it too much more. Interestingly enough, this scuffle actually leads to a message of bad tidings from the Hassan sorceress causing the horseman and Grace a great deal of grief throughout the novel. While I felt like I was almost writing blasphemy to have crepes flying and blackberries sauce scalding skin, I couldn't think of a better food to deploy in an early morning brawl. You see, eggs wouldn't fling as well. Syrup would be too sticky and probably too thick. And pancakes, well, they simply don't sail through the air with ease like a thin crepe does. For those of you who are curious about what type of crepe could possibly make an author feel like a blasphemer, to write they were flung instead of savored, check out John DeFalse's wild blackberry crepe recipe. I'll be certain to link it in the transcript of this podcast for you, and you can also find it in the blog post on my website entitled Romance and Wrath with Blackberry Crepes. To make the peach crepe recipe I mentioned earlier in the podcast, Swap out fresh-cut summer peaches for the blackberries in this recipe and use a really sweet Moscato-style wine instead of regular white wine. I personally like to use Stella Rosa's Honey Gold Peach Moscato, but any sweet, really sweet, you gotta make sure it's sweet, white wine will do. If you try the crepe recipe, either version peach or blackberry, Please let me know what you think of them. They're one of my favorites. I'd also love to hear what folks are enjoying for breakfast on Valentine's Day. Whether you're loved up with the Valentine or single and cursing couples everywhere, may the February holiday be good to you. If you haven't done so yet, please be certain to subscribe to the Catastrophic Ramblings podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next time, may the fates hold you in their favor and the muses continually inspire your creative endeavors.